This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about theme parks, rides, attractions, food, snacks, you name it. Anything having to do with the world of amusement and entertainment in theme park form happens here on Annual Pass. I am your host, Jack Patillo. And of course, joining me as always is my beautiful, talented, and lovely co-host, Mr. Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Jack. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing all right. My back's a little sore. I went running. I'm still training for that Disney marathon okay, right now. Okay, well, I didn't ask for your life story, but thank you. Well, no, you did. You said, how are you doing? You, <laughs> no, you, you asked, your back is it was, sore. It was an open-ended I, you know, question. I, I'll be honest with you, Jack. Uh-huh. I'm transitioning from the Achievement Hunter office into the annual pass <laughs> office. You're and so it's down. a stepping down process. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, anyway, you were saying your your back's hurting yeah, from, yeah. from training. So we talked about this, I think, last time we recorded. This, this is kind of an, in, an interesting episode because we're recording way in advance. Yeah. So we're doing our best not to date this. But uh, I'm training for the Disney Marathon, which happens in January. Okay. And so uh, with that, it's like every other week I'm running a longer distance. And yeah. this past Sunday, I ran 10 miles. Which is just I, I ran all Without the way. Without stopping, uh, I, mean, I I did a five k and then I walked a kilometer and then I did a five k walked a kilometer and then I did a three k. Okay, so yeah. Ba- so I mean, yeah, no, for sure, pretty good chunk. Of, it was a little over two hours. Yeah, you know, which which is you know wild. I've never done that before. But uh, hey, yeah, congratulations. Oh, thank you. In all seriousness, that's, that's, that's I've never well. If I did it, it was in the army when I was eighteen years old. So, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say <laughs> you're not not a thirty nine year old dude. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, I felt pretty good about it, and then I uh, messed up because you're you're supposed to give yourself a couple days rest after that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll give myself one day rest. I'm trying to get myself like every other day go run, and then yesterday, which is two days after, I would try to go run, and it did not go well. The first yeah. like two kilometers was okay. I was just doing a five k. First two k went okay, and then then it was like no, my legs started locking up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna push myself. I don't want to hurt myself. I'm gonna slow down. It's you're not doing so, yourself any favors exactly. if you try to cram it in. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? So I ended up walking like two two of the five k, and so I'm like, but you know what? I still did it, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm trying not to kill myself right now. Well, that's cool. I began a training regimen yesterday as well. Oh really? Uh, it's it's I, I'm. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it because I don't want to get into it. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, I'm doing a very specific training regimen for uh-huh. a very specific reason. Oh yeah. But it's a lot of physical activity. Okay. And I'll just say I'm a little sore in certain areas too. <laughs> I'm excited to find out more about that. So for those of you uh, tuning in right now, thank you very much. Thank you everyone who follows us on social media as well. Annual underscore pass on Instagram and on Twitter. We post there, post cool stuff. Uh, we're also annual pass at roosterteeth.com. We appreciate you. And Rooster Teeth is the best way to go and watch the show. We also read all the comments on all of the episodes there. Also, if you're a first member, which is the the way to directly support Rooster Teeth and our show, uh, you can get access to the show a day early. They actually, yeah, we're, we're doing 24 hours advance, and there's also an, a first RSS feed where you can uh, listen to it on various podcast platforms and get, like, the the premium no-ad version of the podcast. They asked me to mention that. Oh, so okay, I yeah. I should, I should probably mention that. Hopefully uh, hopefully those people will be respectful of all the big spoilers that we have <laughs> in this show. It's a, it's a very powerful 24-hour window you have access to. Yeah, there. yeah. It's inter- I mean, it's interesting because, you know, like, podcasts are a thing. Or Do you listen to podcasts, like, the day they come out? Like, you hear it, and it's like, I got to listen to it immediately. Or it's kind of like, all right, I've got a new one I'm going to get to. So, uh, yes to both, okay. honestly. Like, there are podcasts that... Uh, I make a point of listening to, mm-hmm. and I get excited about on the day they come out. But you know, podcasts are probably my primary form of entertainment at this okay. point in my life. Uh, probably maybe half and half between 
podcasting and sport. Okay. Sports on TV, you know? So there's a few that are like, I'm super jazzed when Bad Friends comes out and I want to listen to it immediately. But there's a bunch of others that I queue up and I can go, you know, oh, right, I forgot that I listened to that podcast and I'll go catch up on like three episodes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm but it's, very, but it's not, I don't do a lot of appointment viewing for podcasts. Yeah, I'm sort of the same. I sort of, I make sure to listen to it, you know, within the week yeah. before the next episode comes out. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, however you support or however you listen to Annual Pass, though, please keep doing it because you guys are fantastic. We love you very much. Also, we're trying something new. Whether or not this is actually going to come out or not, we actually have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash annual pass as a matter of fact we are filming this episode right now uh the idea isn't we're not a video podcast i want to lay that first and foremost we're an audio podcast but yeah. we're going to just post like hey here's the video of us recording the episode if you want to watch that or watch on youtube or wherever else may post you can just giving you more options to to consume the media that is annual pass yeah no and uh i i, I appreciate that jack yeah i do once again about half i go about 50 50 some podcasts i watch some i listen to right. I, and then sometimes it's it's just depends on where i am and how badly I want to ingest it yeah. like there are a few that I prefer to watch but yeah. if I'm you know away from home on my bike and bored I'm, I'll listen to it yeah. <laughs> not looking at your phone while riding your bike around town I try I try to limit that probably be bad yeah. so well Jeff we have a fun episode today we're going back to Epcot the uh, experimental prototype community of tomorrow to actually check out a ride that replaced a classic attraction we're going to be going to Mission Space. Mission Space? Mission Space. So this actually, this is a controversial attraction, and the fact that it is one of the most intense attractions at Epcot, really at all of Disney World in Florida, and uh, and also in what it replaced, some people weren't happy, because uh, Mission Space sits on top of where an old ride called Horizons used to be, which was kind of a future look into what the world will be. And uh, Mission Space kind of got dropped right on top of it. As a matter of fact, Horizons had a very distinct-looking building, and uh, and they just tore the whole thing down. They literally had, like, just demolition, just wreck the thing. And they couldn't hide it, so it was, like, it, it was pretty violent. <laughs> that was just like, oh, that building's getting shredded right now. Epcot's going through a lot of That's really sad. Massive I remember changes. that. I remember yeah. that. It's the one that's kind of, like, up and mm -hmm. sort of, like, very Star Wars-looking kind it of was, building. It was, I remember it being, like, one of the, uh, like, one of the, draws when yeah. I was a kid. It was yeah. It was it was the world of motion mm -hmm. and then uh the uh not universe of life, what was it called? The 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 life pavilion is now becoming the let's play pavilion, then horizons and then uh yeah and then move on from there. Then you get yeah. into the uh the lake of oh geez the lake of nations no the ring of nations what are the 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 area behind where they have all the different the different continents and stuff different countries and stuff. I'm terrible that I forget. What well, you, it's know, you know the Earth is round, right? So the air, there's no That's behind true. it. Just That's it just true. keeps spinning. It does keep going. But anyway, uh, yeah. So this one's kind of cool. So uh, Disney actually worked in conjunction with NASA to build this attraction to actually use sa the same kind of idea, the same sort of stuff that NASA astronauts use to be trained on. So uh, do you know anything about Mission Space at all? No. Okay. <laughs> so Mission Space, when it comes down to it, is a giant centrifuge. So they actually put you in a seat, and the whole thing spins around. So you've seen some like carnival rides and stuff like that that are similar. This is the highest tech version of those kinds of rides you could have had. Ah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Visual, visual gags uh, for an audio podcast. Uh, perfect. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, have it, you done it? How many times have you done it? I've done it a few times. So does it is it nauseating? 
Yeah, it is quite nauseating, as a matter of fact. So uh, we'll get into the sort of the reasons behind that. Let me read it. So this is from Wikipedia. The attraction opened to the public in a soft opening mode in June of 2003 and celebrated its grand opening on October 9th with a ceremony attended by Disney CEO Michael Eisner, Hewlett Packard CEO Carly Fiorina, and NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe, as well as several NASA astronauts from many from its many phases of human space exploration. I'm, so, so, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but yeah, Carly what? Fiorina. Okay, yeah, I yeah. wanted to make sure I heard so that right. So Carly Fiorina, uh, for those of you who follow American politics, she actually ran for president at, under the Republican ticket, ended yeah. up losing the nomination to uh, to Trump. Yeah, and uh, and actually, as a matter of fact, Ted Cruz said he would make her his running mate if he were to get the nomination. So she's involved with politics. Has is now still very much involved involved with politics. Yeah, she comes from the background of Hewlett Packard. I guess I, did, I didn't realize that. And you said this was in two thousand three. Two thousand three. So this is okay. about twenty years ago. So so we were both in Texas when this happened. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Or yeah, I would have been uh, the soft opening. Yeah, yeah. So because I, I was in Florida, I was working in Florida spring of two thousand two. So I just missed out on this. Uh, the attraction was built on the former site of Horizons, a dark ride that offered optimistic visions of what life might be like in the future. Horizons closed permanently in 1999 after a few years of sporadic operation. Construction began on Mission Space shortly thereafter. Industry estimates put the cost of developing the new attraction at $100 million. The pavilion, like the others at Epcot, features a VIP lounge for Hewlett Packard employees called the Red Planet Room. We got to get into these secret rooms. This is the first. This podcast, is the first time I'm ever finding out about these. Secret yeah, rooms. the red. Check out this red room. Also, I, I I hate to belabor a point, but I had a thought while we were going through this. Uh, what was the date on that again? It was 2003. Yeah, but what was the date? Date June two. Uh, so it was June. That's what I thought. June 2003. So Rooster Teeth uh-huh. is two months older than this ride. Really? Yeah, we started April 2003. Right, April 1st, 2003. That's cool. Huh. Crazy! Wow. So this ride is just just a hair younger yeah. than all of Rooster Teeth. Than wow. All of Rooster Teeth. What, we're coming up on twenty years. That's wild. Isn't man. that insane? Uh, let's see here. All right, that's my last date-related uh, <laughs> interruption. I promise. Initially, it was sponsored by Compaq, which began working with Disney Imagineers on the design in April of two thousand. Hewlett Packard assumed the sponsorship upon its merger with Compaq in two thousand two. Mm. So Compaq, with the computer company, merged with HP. And then it became just HP. The attraction was completely closed for refurbishment in June 5th, 2017. During the D23 Expo 2017, it was confirmed that the green mission would be given a new video simulating a flight around Earth, and the orange mission would keep the Mars mission, but with updated graphics. The attraction reopened on August 13th, 2017. So the way this thing is, the way this thing works. There's a, initially when it opened, it was just one mission. You would go in. There are four centrifuges that you don't. I mean, you don't know. You just you go in and they put you on a ride. So you go right, inside. Just, they just, yeah, they just kind of. Yeah, you just go through a key. Like we're loading this one yeah, next. Yeah. We're loading this one next. So you go in. It's you basically you step into this thing. You you are just absolutely bombarded with warnings and like, hey, this is a serious thing. This is a very serious attraction. If you're afraid of enclosed spaces, if you get claustrophobia, if you have back issues, if you have heart issues, just running down the list of everything bad. It's like, hey, warning, this is this is a lot more serious than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. You go through all that. If you say yes to all that, fine. They load you onto the attraction. It's four people wide, and it's this tiny little compartment, like maybe from like me to like literally like this. It's basically like super small. You slide over, sit down, four people shoulder to shoulder on this thing. And then the front 
falls down in front of you, actually closes you in. So you're in pretty tight. You've got a screen in front of you. And when then you, is it like enclosed? It's totally enclosed. In like metal or glass or no? It's, it's like a box. I mean, it's it's like uh, maybe Ben can pull you up can't a like photo for push it. Your arm, punch no, your no, 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 no. It's it's like literally you're in like a a, con, a, con, a contained box. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so you're you're made to look like you're you're on a like a rocket ship basically. So you have like controls in front of you. There's a screen in front of you that mounted, and then there's like an engineer. There's a captain. Like everyone has roles, and there's buttons all over the place. Too, and which I love. there's only four people per module. Only four people and per module. Four modules. So they're only uh, running 16. No, no, no. It's there, there's something probably like I want to say 20-ish modules per, per centrifuge. Yes, per centrifuge. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay, and I'm so just, I'm just trying to understand the scale. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you get inside of this thing, and then they when everyone's loaded in, they shut the door and then it, it kind of seals in. It, it actually gets closer to you, so you feel even more compact. You've got a little like a little drop bar that pulls down to keep your shoulder shoulders harness. in place. Love it. And then, uh, then you're looking at the screen, and it's actually it's a parallax screen, which is two screens kind of like intertwined. I don't know the technology, but it basically gives you a 3D perspective without having to wear 3D goggles. It's mm -hmm. actually really neat. I think Ben might have a photo of kind of. So that's what you're looking at here. So there's like the commander thing. So we've got we we're looking at a video, so you can kind of see. Like, this is what you're looking at sitting in the seat. You're literally surrounded by stuff, and you've got your screen and everything right in front of you. And so your main focus is going to be on this screen as you go through and ride along. Oh, man. Well, we'll, ri we'll ride through the whole thing here in a little bit. That but, was um, cool, though. It's really, really neat. And so you get all strapped in and everything, and then when this when the ride starts going, it starts spinning around. And, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and it, it spins mm -hmm. and actually will tilt. There you go. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a good photo of kind of what the, I see, what yeah. the thing looks like. Um, so, but it also tilts like side to side and back and forth as well. And the spinning is not just like a constant spinning thing. It'll go faster. It'll go slower depending on what you're looking at to recreate the feel of launching into outer space. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to go to outer space, Jeff? Uh, not yes, but in, <laughs> I, absolutely. I would love to go to outer space, but in a distant outer space, I don't want to go to early outer space where nah. it's inconvenient and a little more dangerous. They haven't worked out the kinks, and it's not super comfortable yet. Okay, okay. I, I want to go on, like, you know, I want to go on, uh, like, when American Airlines starts flying first class to the moon, <laughs> I want to do that. I'm sure it'll be cheap, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> of course, with Disney, everything is themed like crazy. So when you actually walk in through the queue, the outside is really beautiful. It's got this big Mars with, like, a, the Mission Space logo going around. Uh, there's different, like, history markers all over the walls talking about sort of man's you know, um, uh, history of, of kind of space flight from, you know, uh, like it was it Yuri Gagarin who was the first person to break the, the the sound limit, I think. I think so, yeah. And then all the way up to, you know, Neil Armstrong landing on the moon and like so forth and so on. And they have a couple like, oh, oh, and the first time we went to Mars was this date. They add in a couple extra ones like 2030 or whatever. Anyway, so the idea is like you're now going to step on and go into go to Mars because now it's it, it is at a point where you know anyone can go and it's not a big deal. Like they can just throw anyone in and be fine with it. Yeah. Um, of course, when you walk through the queue, they actually have a bit of uh, some Horizons history. So Horizons, when they tore it down, they took all the animatronics out and stuff. And there's a big like uh, rotating walk path type thing, and they actually threw that from Horizons into Mission Space. So it's it's like a space station you're looking at. So that's a nice little throwback to the that's old cool. attraction, which is yeah. kind of cool. Also, the Horizons logo is everywhere, um, all over the attraction as well, kind of like hidden Mickey type stuff. Um, once you get in and you get to the point where you're starting to look at video screens and stuff, there is a commander who tells you like, hey, you know, welcome cadets, like we're going to send you to Mars today. And kind of they go through the mission. It's like we're going to, you know, you're going to go to outer space. We're going to kick on some things. Then we're going to put you in hypersleep. You'll wake up three months later and you're at Mars and you'll land and you'll be safe. It'll all be great. And that person 
And the initial version of the ride was Gary Sinise. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So Lieutenant Dan himself was he playing Gary Sinise? No, he was playing Captain or Captain something. I forget the actual character's name. They but recast. He, Gary. It must be a. He's, can, who did they replace him with? So he was your commander on the ground. So in August of 2017, when they redid the whole thing, they replaced him with Gina Torres. Do you know who that is? I can guarantee you've seen her or and probably heard her too. That name is very familiar. Gina Torres was Zoe in Firefly. She oh, was she was the one yeah, dating yeah. Lost. Okay. She was the one dating uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah. She's also a Cora Ray in Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think that's what I was. She's yeah. the voice of the warlock. Uh, that's like, very cool person. So anyway, she replaced her. Kind of controversial because Gary Sneeze did a fantastic job. Her job, uh, if you you know if you're a fan of Gary Sneeze, it was kind of like eh, it's, she doesn't deliver the lines. Was that as much gravitas? I think maybe that he did. I don't care. It really doesn't matter to me. But so what I'm what I'm hearing is that uh, you're a closet Sneeze stand. <laughs> Good to know. That's near Uzbekistan, right? Yes, Sinistan is near (laughs) Uzbekistan, yes. Um, And so also, at some point uh, throughout the the sort of, you know, uh, formation of the ride, very quickly they realize, oh, this ride is making people uh, very sick and is a little (laughs) bit more intense than we thought because it is just a centrifuge Mm -hmm. and it's also enclosed so you have no perspective of where you're at. You're completely sealed in, and so you don't know that you're moving, and the screen in front of you is static, so your brain and your ears, more specifically, know that you're spinning around, but your body and everything else feels like it's not. So, and it's actually weird, when you're going slower is when it's more painful. The faster you go, the less bad it is, because apparently you have hairs in your ears that judge balance, and the faster you go, those hairs kind of just basically stick to your head, and they don't know you're going side to side anymore. Oh, that's that's good to know. I think I learned that from Mr. Wizard back in the day. Um, so anyway, very intense ride. Uh, shortly after the attraction was open, a f- I want to say a few months after the attraction was open, they actually put barf bags in the <laughs> ride. It's the only ride, as far as I know of, that actually has barf bags in it. So like literally like a plane, they have those barf bags, and it's like, eh, because they have a lot of protein spills on that ride, which is the, the code word right, for, right, right. I remember that. for vomiting. So I think a lot of the times Mission Space is down is mainly for, for cleanup duties. But, you know, when they when they have to clean up stuff, they had to shut the whole thing down, and they only had four centrifuges to do this. Yeah. So uh, shortly after the ride was open, they actually opened, they made half of the centrifuges, two of them, into a green version, and then the original one is called the orange version. So, like, the orange mission is the, the one that does the, the spinning. Yeah. And the green one, basically, all it does is tilt back and forth. It doesn't spin anymore. It spins one revolution over the whole course of the ride. What else did Mr. Wizard teach you about this ride? <laughs> Centripetal force. Like, if you're holding on to a, uh, you know, a tire and someone spins it, you can, like, turn yourself back. And, anyway. You, you know uh, what I learned from Mr. Wizard? What's that? Sarcasm. He was a mean guy. <laughs> you ever come back and watch those Just picking on kids. Yeah. Like, no, Oof, you idiot. He was a bully. Uh, anyway, so the green mission uh, was basically the exact same mission. It just wouldn't spin you around. Okay. Um, although it does, it does, it would rotate one time around. And uh, there's actually a great channel called Amusement Labs, which they do great stuff like how stuff works. And I pulled a lot of information from them. And they said basically they would spin it one time just to make sure it wasn't broken. So basically they would just keep it going, kind of like greasing the wheels, making sure it was okay. Have you ridden both versions? I have not ridden the green mission. Okay. And as a matter of fact, in 2017 when they redid it, ILM redid the entire the entire mission. So all the all the visuals and stuff you see are completely redone in 2017 and the green mission got replaced with one instead of doing the exact same thing where you go to Mars, you do a rotation around the Earth. So it's basically you take off and you look at Earth and spin around it and then you you land on mm-hmm. Earth. 
Um, and so from what I understand, too, they're not sure, but it seems like the tilting back and like side to side and back and forth is identical to the one going to Mars, just so they didn't have to reprogram it. So they actually just kind of use the exact same thing. So because it was a kind of a pain to actually program out the whole tilting stuff. So other than the, you know, the actual centrifuge part, it's it's identical. How much did it affect you when you wrote it? The last time I did it, I definitely got like I was pretty nauseous after it was over, and really? I was like, you know what, I'm good. And so I haven't ridden it in a long time. Um, as a matter of fact, the the last time I went, Katie had never ridden on it, and I was like, all right, let's go ride it. And then we had some friends with us, and then like right at the end, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and just walked really, and let her do it. Did you know you were gonna do that? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were planning on walking. Yeah, I knew I was gonna walk. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, so she did it, and she was not happy with me afterwards. <laughs> shockingly enough. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty intense, man. I gotta say, like, I would do it again. Like, if you've never done it, I would do it with you. I would just, just not your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ride it with her. I'll ride it with Katie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then then again, I haven't done the green mission either, so we could absolutely do that. But yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll jump into the orange. We'll work orange our way. Mission. We gotta go. He's gotta start with green. Work your way up to orange. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jeff. That's a, that's a little bit of explanation about how this works. Are you ready to ride Mission Space with me? Before we start, I have a What's question. That? What's that? Uh, and I meant to ask it earlier. Uh, I don't know if we've covered this before, so I apologize if we have. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned the the Horizon logos everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and you said they were kind of like uh, hidden Mickeys. And that got me wondering, do they have hidden Mickeys in Epcot? Yeah, yeah, there's hidden Mickeys. Okay, so there's probably hidden Mickeys in this ride as well. There's probably some. I don't know where they are. They're not gotcha. as they're not as like pervasive as they used to be. Like kind of back in like the nineties, that was the hotness. Like I remember I had a book. It was like, here's all the hidden Mickeys at Epcot. Here's all the hidden Mickeys in Magic Kingdom. And like that was a thing that people would do. And now it just doesn't seem like people care as much anymore. Mm. I assume they're still there. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be as big of a thing. I'm sure they they exist in uh, in you know Mission Space. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite hidden Mickey? Cause no, I, I can no, think no, of one. No. There's one in the original Tron when they're on the uh, the light glider when mm-hmm. they're like going across, like right when they get on. There's like mountains in the background and stuff, and there's a giant Mickey face and the, like, on the ground oh, as cool. they go blowing by. It's really I, cool. I, I well, I like the idea of hidden stuff. I like the idea of Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, uh, that's pretty germane to what we do yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. with video games here at work. Uh, but I also just love collectibles. So it's like it's yeah. like real world collectibles, you know. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely appeals to me. It's neat when they sneak stuff like that, especially yeah. like a theme park of that nature. So it also it more than anything else, I think the thing that that I really dig about it is it it just shows a level of effort and care of the product and the experience for the people. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. is an extra step that they don't have to do. That D- Disney would do just as well financially with or without things like hidden Mickey's. But the fact that they go that extra mile and they do that, I think it just it, it even subconsciously, I think it uh, it pays dividends yeah, to the yeah. to the customers and it rewards people who pay attention. Yes, you know, absolutely. It's like yeah. for you know an annual, an annual pass holder goes all the time. It's like let me just add an extra layer of something that it's another some, way to enjoy the. Park. Yeah, like some yeah. people would completely miss it or gloss over it, and that would not affect them in any way. But it's like someone who does know what to look for. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I love stuff. Like, that's like the windows on Main Street USA. There's, there's so much cool stuff, like hidden little things. I can't wait to take you to Florida and actually go through Disney together. I can't wait. That's going to be a blast. We got to go. Maybe for our one-year anniversary, we'll have an Orlando event, and we'll get we'll get Ken Marino to ride Rock and Roller Coaster <laughs> with us, and we'll do a live show in Orlando, and we'll go to all the Disney parks. Our uh, Man, Ken Marino is on my new favorite show, and he's awesome in it. Uh, <laughs> the, the other two? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you you're going tomorrow, right? 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, so this will be a month old at this point. Uh, I went. Oh, I'm sorry. We were supposed to date. That's okay. Uh, I actually I went out to Orlando for the uh, Magic Kingdom 50th anniversary, which is kind of cool. How do you think it went? I think it went pretty well. New new fireworks show. So you, I got to check that you, out. You were pretty pleased and excited and I'm, happy. I'm pretty happy with. Congratulations it. in advance. Thank you. Right. And hey, don't forget we we went to Universal Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights too. How do you uh, think that? All right, I, I can't believe how fun that was. <laughs> I, I I was equal parts scared and entertained. It yes. was awesome. It was a blast. Yeah. I'm sure there's tons of content over on our YouTube channel as well. So all right, Jeff. Yes, let's without do it. further ado. You and me are going to ride Mission Space. We're going to do the orange one, okay? Which is the scary one. Okay, right, you ready? We're going to do it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Jeff! Jack. Hey, we're at Epcot. Okay, we're Jeff. We're, we're already through. We're on, we're on Mission Space, Jeff. This is going to be very scary and fast. I'm going to... This is going to be a puker. Okay, well, we're in the orange team, so we're going to go ahead and sit down on our four things. You, I'm going to make you the, the engineer, okay? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. They're going to ask is that, you... That's not an important job, is it? Uh, it's a very important job. They're going to yeah. ask you to push buttons at different points in the run. All right, Jeff, so we're, we're inside. We've, we've locked in. They've got us settled in. We're looking out out of our rocket. We're looking out of the rocket. Look at that. You can see the big bay doors where we're sitting, Jeff, while everything else. You can hear all the stuff going around us, like the, the crazy sound effects, and we can hear them, like, moving things around, and there's wrenches and things falling out of the sky. Or maybe not falling, but they're definitely they're prepping for it. Floating in the sky. Well, no, we're on Earth right now. Right. Because we haven't taken off yet. Yeah, we, that's how gravity works. Yeah. It, it's, well, you, pa you passed my test. Continue. It's falling. It's falling. It's anyway. All right, Jeff. Here we go. They're, they're tilting us up. They're angling us up at the sky, oh, it's a Jeff. a beautiful day. Oh, look at the birds. Oh, we're going to hit those birds. They need to move out of the way. That's that's probably not. Okay, they're counting down, Jeff. All right. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, we're launching, Jeff. Whoa. Can you feel, feel it? Like we're probably rumbling, yeah, I think. We're rumbling. We're uh, being pushed uh, back uh, in our seat. Whoa. We're, we're back uh, in our seat. We're flying through the air, Jeff. We're down. We're going into outer space, uh, and we can feel it pushing can back. Can I feel the G? How many vertical Gs I am think I feeling? There's like two and a half Gs, Jeff. Two and a half vertical Gs. That, that's so many That's so many gravities pushing up against us. Oh, look. We've, we've, we're into the black sky, Jeff. We've made it. We've crossed the atmosphere. That we're, was so fast. We're, we're in a very, very fast rocket, Jeff. All right, Jeff. So now we're we're floating around. Okay, oh, and we're was this scary? Oh, you feel you feel like weightless now. It feels oh. like we're floating. Oh, it's because the thing tilted forward. Now it feels like we're floating. Now, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna how spin are, around the Earth, Jeff. How are my ear hairs feeling right oh, now? Watch out, the satellite, Jeff. Oh. Whoa, that was close. The ear hairs are, are they're, now they're kind of relaxed because we're not going as fast. Okay. Look down, Jeff. You can see our house. It's Earth. <laughs> I can't see it. It's so like oh, it's the moon. Space station, oh. Jeff. We're getting really oh, this, uh, that's it, way too close to the space station. Oh, okay, we barely missed the that space station. That seems very unsafe. All right, Jeff, we're going to use the, the moon's gravity to slingshot us to Mars. You ready? Yeah, I think so. All right, here we go, Jeff. We're, we're, right. we're getting real close to the moon. We're going to fly around the moon. It's the dark side That's of the moon. Pink Floyd cool. told us about this. Whee! Okay, now we're flying around the moon. We're getting a lot of speed. There's Earth. Say, say goodbye to it one last time. Bye, Earth. Bye. All right, here we go. Now we're going to gun it. Now the, 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 the commander's telling us to push all the buttons. So okay, we're like pushing like stage two and all the things. You can hear all the things. Why didn't we go all the way over to the moon to slingshot back? Over? Why don't we just slingshot off Earth? I don't know. I don't know. Bigger, more gravity. All right, Jeff. Okay, we gotta press the hypersleep thing. All right. All right. Press. Okay. Now, oh, it's so it's so cold. Are you snoring? Don't snore. Jeff, wake up! It's it's we were sleeping for years. We've been sleeping for a long time. Oh God, there's an asteroid field, Jeff. We woke up. There's asteroids everywhere. Oh God, this part. Oh no, there's asteroids everywhere. We gotta dodge. There's a shoe. Grab grab the thing and move us around, Jeff. I'm grabbing it. Okay, we're gonna dodge. Ooh, oh boy! Okay, this is scary. That's not something you want to wake up to after being in cryo sleep for all that time. We're, oh, no! And we're trying. There, there's Mars, Jeff. Oh. Look at it! Woo! That's. I want to put a new house down there, Jeff. 
right. think that's this mission, right? All right, we made it through the asteroid field. Now let's go down to Mars. Whoa, I can feel we're speeding up a little bit. We're speeding up. Okay, now we're gonna flatten out. We gotta we gotta find the landing pad, Jeff. You ready? This is so cool. It's pretty neat, right? Okay, we're we're entering the the Martian atmosphere. Start, Quaid, start the reactor. Okay, now we're going. <laughs> okay, now we're now the the wings have engaged. Now we're flying. It's like we're a plane at this point, Jeff. Because now we've got to land. Because they have a Martian base here waiting for us, Jeff. This is so cool. It's pretty neat, right? It, it's red mountains. So much red. Why is it red? Is it zinc? Is that what's in the thing? I forget. So much zinc. Oh, wee! We're flying over into that. Look, all these craters. This seems. Little bit uh, risky to get into the canyon like this. Well, why, you know, why are we burn? Why are we flying around like this? Seems to there it is. There it is, Jeff. That's you where we need to land. We're town. going a little too fast, Jeff. Okay, hit the uh, brakes, Jeff. Okay, okay, okay. Jeff, okay, okay. Oh, okay, we're on the runway. We're on the runway, Jeff. Okay, we're down. That, that Jeff, they're saying what, 200 feet, 50 feet. Why, why are we stopping, Jeff? I don't we, know, Jack. This looks like oh, they yeah, kidnapped Tony we Stark and Iron Man One. We went uh, off the end. We went off the end. Oh no. Okay. Oh, Jeff. Oh, okay. We, we, we're still starting to slow. Slow, 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 slow. Oh, okay, we've made... Wait, why are there alarms going off? There, Jeff, there's alarms going off. Oh, no! Oh, the ice! Oh, dear oh, God! Oh, the ice broken! Okay, oh, hold your breath. Don't move, don't move, don't move. Don't move. Back up. Hit reverse. Hit reverse. Uh, what's the reverse we, button? We landed. Oh, we're not going to fall off. Jeff, we've done it. We made it to Mars, Jeff! <sighs> was that it? That, that was it. We're done. I was just like, all right, get out. <laughs> We're finished. We made it to Mars now, Jeff. The first thing we can do when we visit Mars, we got to go to the gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> we, that was intense. Pretty intense, right? It's 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 pretty quick, but man, a lot of stuff happens very very fast. I didn't know there was that much snow on Mars. Yeah, well, we found an ice cap. That's where we get our water from on Mars. Obviously, uh, yeah. I just didn't realize there was water on Mars. Okay. <laughs> Easy so that, peasy. That does it. That is mission space. And you have to think about all of the shaking back and forth and the centrifuge pushing you At back and stuff. At what point did I throw up? Um, probably pretty early on. Like when, when, it, when, when it we first were still in Earth? When it first kicks on, because it kicks on pretty hard for the launch. And then it slows down when you're weightless. So when actually it actually comes to almost a complete stop when you're weightless, and it tilts you forward, so you kind of fall out of your seat, so you Ugh. feel like you're flying. Yeah. And then you kick on like the second booster, and that pushes you back. And then you get to Mars, you float again, and then it speeds up and it slows down. It's kind of a weird back and forth thing. So it's um, pretty wild, pretty wild. Now there's some cool innovations in this ride. Obviously, you know they, they know people are gonna get motion sickness. So one of the things they did, they actually added fans on either side of your head, smart, to blow some air onto you to try to give you some cool air to kind of like you know make it where you're not it gonna helps. get as sick. Uh, so that's pretty clever. Uh, you go 2.5 G's, I think linear or yeah, not vertical. So I guess linear G's because it's pushed back. We were going up to space. That's space true. is above us. That's true. So 2.5 G's, 2.5 uh -huh. gravities, and the whole thing spins around about 35 miles an hour. So it's moving pretty quick, and that's, that's, a, that's yeah. pretty significant there. Um, one thing too, so. When you get on the attraction, you you don't see it obviously when you're getting on, but the floor underneath the centrifuge under all, all the different pods actually drops down because you know the thing doesn't expand out or anything, but it tilts. And if it didn't drop down, it would tilt and hit the floor. So mm. the floor actually does sink down a little bit to give it more room to kind of wiggle back and forth. So That's you can, cool. You can look at the floor and see where the actual part drops down next time you get on, or the first time you ever get on. I didn't know this, but yeah, the, the cabin actually does tilt left and right as well. So not just up and down, back and forth. It does tilt side to side. It's so like when you're in the asteroids dodging around, you're actually going left and right. It's rocking the whole cabin. I wonder what ride has the distinction. And I, there would be no way to determine this, I'm sure. But uh, just I wonder if, 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 uh, if it were f possible to figure out in the universe. Uh -huh. I would love to know which ride has generated the most protein spills over time. 
I got to say, this one's probably got to be up there. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact they do put vomit bags in the actual yeah. attraction says a lot. And I, I wonder if they install fans and stuff. Yeah. It must be. I wonder I wonder if the vomit bag's actually, like, branded. Because <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a fun souvenir to get, yeah. right? Then, then again, I'm, I'm willing to bet people would just walk out with them, whether or not they use them. Hopefully, you know, they walk out if they, well, if they well, do use them, they throw them they, away. They but. don't, they don't want to walk out with that after I'm done. <laughs> also right now, so brand new as of October, um, excuse me, as of uh, uh, September, Space 220. It's a brand new restaurant attached to Mission Space. It's like right next to it that uh, it's, a, it's a new restaurant dining experience where the idea is you go in and you go in, in a space elevator and it takes you into space and you eat with a giant bay window that, that overlooks the earth. It's like it's all done with like crazy. It's like the restaurant like, at the end of the universe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is that the one okay. where where Lone Star and Barf went after uh, <laughs> saving uh, the Queen Valeria or whatever, um, or Princess Valeria? Yeah. So it basically has like this big bay window and it looks out over Earth and you have they have like space drinks and stuff. It's supposed to be really cool and it's like mm. it's the newest restaurant in Epcot. Epcot actually is really good restaurants. Yeah. So I want to check it out. I'm pretty sure it's crazy booked right now. So maybe someday, maybe when we go for our anniversary, we can we can go and eat at Space 220 with Ken Marino. I would love that. Excellent, excellent. So that's pretty minute, much it I have for uh, for all of the sort of Easter eggs and fun facts about it. Again, shout out to Amusement Labs. Uh, watch their How Mission Space Works video. It's really cool. The guy actually 3D printed the centrifuge and like the capsules and everything and shows how like they twist and move and stuff. It's really, really, really neat. Uh, so I love that kind of stuff. So give them give them a view if you can. So that's going to do it for Mission Space. Any any lingering questions about space, Jeffrey? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Um I'm intrigued by this ride. I would like I think I'm uh, excited about the green <laughs> the green ride. See how I feel. Well, we do that. We'll uh, do very excited. Very excited about a nice restaurant. Yeah, well, I love, we'll, we'll I love do the, the eating experience. We'll do the green one and then see how we feel. And yeah. maybe if we're feeling up for it, you know, we go over to the orange one. Yeah, maybe. And so we'll I, I would do it again. I would do it I again. Mean, if you've never ridden it, I would do it for you. So. I have a bit of an iron stomach when it comes to roller coaster rides. That's so true. Who that's, knows? We'll see. Ask Forbidden Journey. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to do it for uh, for Mission Space. Thank you very much, everyone, for for checking that out. It's, it is it is a very interesting attraction. The fact that it is so intense for a theme park. So give it a shot if you're out there. Let us know if you if you have any experiences with Mission Space. If you've had to use one of the sick bags, let us know in the comments. I love reading stories about people's experiences on rides. It's pretty rad. So Jeff, are you ready for some Q and A that I've pulled from our friends over at Rooster Teeth? I think so. All right. So the pass holders went on Rooster Teeth and left us comments on a previous episode. This is from an older episode. I went through just pull down some questions um, because we are recording pretty far in advance. I don't have the answers from the question I asked them because I this is going to be way. I, yeah. And so I'm like, but, you know, I'll still throw a question out there for sure. you. We'll do the future. But we've got some Q&A here. This one is from Carson Ibera. Hey, Jack and Jeff. First of all, love the podcast. It's probably my favorite podcast you guys do outside of maybe the main RT podcast. Secondly, I have some questions for you. Number one, what would you guys want to see in a Halo-themed attraction or area? And number two, if the if there were to be a Halo-themed area with a Griffball-themed attraction, would you two reprise your roles as Stu Stuman and Griff if asked? Uh, that's fun. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so a Halo-themed attraction. That is a little surprising. There isn't, like, a Halo something yet. Like, who, yeah. do, you, who do you think would own that? I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I could picture Universal doing something fun. Yeah. I don't know. That's it is a good point. I have a question for this individual though. Before for Carson, I answer there, for Carson, what do, what does annual pass have to do to jump that Rooster Teeth podcast <laughs> to get number one on the list? Just tell us what we got to do. Yeah, yeah, Just, we're, we're willing. We're, we're listening. We're still we're yeah. still young. We're still fresh. We're we're flexible. 
We can totally change things around. What would you want to see? I would love to see a like a banshee themed roller coaster. That could be fun, like a sky coaster. Yeah, I I think the the first thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. is a ride that mimics the last level of Halo One or Halo Three. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the, like the escapes. The escapes. Oh, yeah. that could be but fun. Like the flutter chasing you, and you're trying to race through and. I mean, obviously, you couldn't fail like you I can, can in Halo. I but. could see something like that, like a mummy-style ride, where yeah. it's got like a yeah, mix yeah, yeah. of like dark ride type stuff, mm-hmm. like scenes happening in front of you. It's like Cortana. Oh, God, think of the Cortana they could pull off. Yeah. There's a there's a raid. They could do that stupid Gravemind thing where like <laughs> she comes in, she and the Gravemind come in, and you're like going fast, and it slows you down, and it goes... Yeah, yeah. She's like, get out of my head. And then... That would be... Zoom, and then you speed off. Yeah, that would be cool if like everything slowed down around you to make it feel like time is like slowed down. Absolutely. Oh, man, that would be really sick, actually. Yeah. We should we should design this. So if you're listening, if you, if you work at Universal or Disney, attention, and, Jim Shul, and have yeah, Jim Shull, he can absolutely come on, or we can talk to to Graydon and get him to help help us out, or Gregory, excuse me. Yeah, but yes, and also I, of course I would come back as Stu Stuman if there was a Griffball attraction. I think the Griffball attraction would be like a whack a mole thing, I'm, where it's just like whack a Griff. I'm maybe. contractually required to be Griff until I die, so I don't have a choice. <laughs> SC363B says, Jack, I'm also running the Disney Marathon. I've run a few races this year, and as someone in the older side of your viewers, here's my tip for a first-time marathon runner. This is going to be good. Thank you. When the Disney Marathon starts, you will have more energy for the first five miles than ever before. People will be cheering. Everyone will be running fast. You'll be lost in the sights. It's very easy, and every first-timer does this to start too fast. Keep your plan for the first 10 miles, even though you will feel like you can go much faster. Doing this, you'll feel a little sad as you'll be passed by many people at the start, but in the second half of the race, it'll be very mentally rewarding as you pass them back because they used up too much energy in the start. Make your plan and stick to it. That's a good good tip right there. That's a great tip. I know, I know for example like for the the they haven't released the map for like the actual track yeah. the, or the the course they're going to do, but the last one they did in 2019 in person, you start at Epcot, like you start in the parking lot of Epcot and the first thing you do is run to Magic Kingdom, go around the uh the lagoon, the Seven Seas Lagoon and run, and run into Magic Kingdom down Main Street USA with literally hundreds of people cheering you on in the side. The castle is all lit up, and you run down Main Street USA and then run through the castle. It's awesome. It's so cool. And so I can imagine me like, I'm going to run a million miles an hour, like through that, like feeling like all super, you know, super like tough and fast. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to burn out so fast because there's more to it. It's literally a marathon. They yeah, say, yeah. you know, you get to take it every step. So thank you for the tip, SC363B. That is very, very nice. Of you, you should thank that person in person at the uh, at the race. I, w- I would love to. I would love to. I'm curious how many, if you're an annual pass listener, uh, if you're a pass holder out there and you're going to the marathon, let me know because I'm curious if we can get like a group of us. You decided like, on pass. We decided on pass holder, pa- not, pass not Elise Williams' yeah. suggestion. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, no pass holder. We got the pass holders. I wonder if we could convince uh, Tony and the guys that in merch to maybe make like like some running bibs or something or like like a running I'm sure they would. jersey. I'm sure they do it. I've got them making a uh, like jet ski apparel for my <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> like the thing you put on the back of your uh, your sunglasses, so you, your Oakleys, so you don't lose them, and like the thing that helps your keys float. If you oh really? Them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. bunch of other stuff like that. Well, I'm, I wonder if you like a small run. Like if we have sure. if there's I'm like sure. if there's like 20 of us. Like hey, but at the same time too, I would like it to be something like. That I would actually wear like a yeah. sweat wicking one because I have I have like running outfits that I wear that are specifically made for running and I'm like I don't want to get just a shirt I- I'm gonna need something that's actually pretty intense so. absolutely anyway yeah maybe we can do that and so maybe if you're, if you're going if you're gonna run the marathon let me know that'd be cool 
Amethyst Lauren 11 says, if you could insert yourself into any ride or attraction, i.e. like be the voiceover at like an animatronic or an actor in a stunt show or just a face or masked character, which one would it be? So if you could be in an attraction or a show, what would you want to be? Do you have any any thoughts? I mean, my my uh, my theme park palette is so limited because at this point we haven't gone. (laughs) I'm still, you know, you could be one of the cops of the ET ride. It's like, whoa! I could be a cop. There he is. That would be fun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. (laughs) I feel like I keep going back to the same three rides, but I wouldn't mind being. Uh, for no, it would make no sense, and that's what I would like Uh about it. And I would be me. I Uh wouldn't be play a character. Uh, I would want to be a picture hanging in the Harry <laughs> in the Harry Potter. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Queue. Yeah, I talk about stuff. I just talk about Annual <laughs> Pass. You know, I'd say a few things about. Yeah. You know, like, like, where are the restrooms around here? Has anyone seen the magical well, restrooms? I don't feel so good. Uh. <laughs> That'd be pretty neat. Uh, where would I want to go? Um, man, I've always wanted to do Jungle Cruise. Like, I, I like mm. that was the one thing. Like being a being a, a tour guide on Jungle Cruise, a skipper on Jungle Cruise. Like, oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I can see you doing that very well. Yeah, I think if I ever re- if I retire end up in, in Disney, I think that's what I'd want to do. Yeah, <laughs> be a be a skipper or any. I, I love doing the live show stuff. I love interacting with crowds. Like you know, doing like the, like the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Like they interact with the crowd. Like that would be a lot of fun. There was another show called Lights Motors Action where they had like a director. Like that would be a lot of fun to do. You could be the dude that talks to the birds in the tiki room. That's true. That's true. That's a good one. I could I could do that. There, there's a lot of things. There, pretty much any way, any way I can interact with an audience, yeah. I'm always up for. Like that was that was my favorite. When I did the I did the Great Movie Ride, it was me talking to a crowd of people, 70 people at a time for 22 minutes. When I had the Backlot Tour, in like we would load it up. Like sometimes there would be shows of 200 people, sometimes there would be shows of 10. Sometimes the end of the night they would just fill it up. So the, like the last show would be like 500 people. Yeah. So it was like I love that stuff. It was so much fun. So yeah, any anything like that. But yeah, Jungle Cruise would be a, a dream. I think. Uh, and our last question of the week is at boy 33 says, what attraction has the best costumes for cast members? Mine would be the haunted mansion with their nice suits and dresses. Big fan of the show. Always makes me smile. I'm currently on the Disney culinary program and listening to this as I'm going slash leaving work makes me smile. Keep up the hard work guys. The Disney culinary program, Disney culinary. I wonder what that is. Maybe like a cooking school. For maybe Disney. at boy. Maybe we might have to talk to you about getting on yeah, the show and like yeah. find out a little bit more about the Disney culinary program. Um, I like, uh, do you, do you have any, do you have any ideas for this? I know this is kind of a little bit more like you probably haven't seen as many sort mm. of costumes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I love the costumes at rise of the resistance, um, mm. because they have like, it's, it's such a range of costumes. Yeah. I know you haven't ridden the ride yet or have you ridden the ride? Not rise of the resistance, but I've done the, the smugglers w- run smugglers run ride. Yeah. So all in Batu, the Black Spire outpost, like they've got some really cool costumes yeah, and do. apparently, um, they actually sort of have like racks where you can go in as a cast member and be like, I want that, that, and that. And they'll actually say, like, you can just sort of piecemeal together your Build outfit. your character. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it does. it's not the, the exact same jacket or exact same shirt. It's like everyone has a little bit unique look to them. And Rise of the Resistance, it's that. But they also have, I'll just say they have some uh, Imperial characters as well. And they have, like, very much the, like the, the outfits straight from the movies. And it's yeah. really, really cool. And so seeing the, kind of that back and forth is a lot of fun, how they, how they all interact with each other. So It's very cool. That'd be my favorite. So there you go. But uh, that's going to do it for our questions from you. Please, if you're listening to this or you're watching this, go to our comments over at Rooster Teeth and leave a comment, leave a question. I love reading questions. We have so many great ones. And now I have a question for you, the audience, where, uh, you know, if you answer this question, I will pull down some random answers and select one, and we'll, we'll send you a park map. Jeff and I signed some park maps, and uh, I'll we mail sure you a park did. map. We sure did. We did. We finally did. We finally did. <laughs> About a month and a half ago. But yeah. we finally did. 
and we'll get some more when uh, when you know we go to the various parks over the next few weeks. So, my question for you this week is: Who would you want to see star in a theme park attraction? Because this one we had Gary Sinise, we had Gina Torres. Who do you want to see pop up as someone like in the safety ride or you know whatever? Like the, the in disaster, Christopher Walken was in it. They had uh, uh, okay, you know, like Rick Moranis was in Honey I Shrunk the Audience. This is for the uh, this is a question for the audience. This is a question so for the future. If you yeah, if okay. you have an answer for, it, feel free to Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> what would what, what would his attraction? I be? don't care. <laughs> Any, put him in any attraction. Okay. For any reason. Okay. It would be awesome. When, when he says Beetlejuice, of those of you not Howard Stern fans, he's not talking about the Michael Keaton Beetlejuice. I'll this take is, that one too. Not, he's well, Beetlejuice he, and Rise of the Resistance. How cool would that be? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I'd be yeah. down for it. All right. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm trying to think. Like so many celebrities have popped up in rides already. The Rock has been in a bunch of them already. Um, God, Jeremy Irons is in the the Backlot tour at Paris. Like, I'll give you I'll give you a real answer. I think you know who I think would be really good. Who's that? Because they just own roles and they're so expressive. I think Jim Carrey would be interesting. Ooh, that'd be kind of fun. I wonder what sort of because ride he, he would he's be in. so I Fireman Freddy or I don't know who knows, <laughs> but because he or the masks, Wild Ride, or yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because he so commits to those roles, yeah, he does, he definitely dives into them yeah. pretty pretty heavily. Uh, man, did you watch that video where he like he some someone introduced him to like their daughter and she was a fan of the Grinch and she's like he's not the Grinch and, and then he, he like turned just into the contorts Grinch. his face yeah. into the Grinch it's like holy crap man yeah like, pretty crazy dude's freaking talented. a Grinch ride would be great um, I would like to hear uh, the Grinch steals Christmas and you're like <laughs> I so they, there's a long legacy of great voice actors and actresses doing. Spaceship Earth. It's been like it, I think it was. I said I think it was Julie Andrews is what I said. I think that was wrong actually. Um, but I think you did say Julie Andrews. I think Jeremy Irons has done it. Walter, I think Walter Cronkite did it like with the first one. I would love to get like a George Takei to do that. I think George that would be, be great. He has such a great voice. Yeah, he does. Um, that'd be fun to hear him do that. And there's like, he's one of those people that has like gravitas when he speaks. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, that would be my guess, I think, or off the top of my head. That's, that's what I'm going to throw out there. So please, in the comments, let us know who would you want to see star in a theme park attraction, either voice or actually be in it, and what would that be? So let us know in the comments. In the future, I will randomly pull someone who answered that question, and I will post it, or we'll, we'll announce it, and you'll get, you know, you'll get a, an autographed theme park map from us. So it's the way that we get some awesome interaction with you beautiful people in the community. You guys are great. And because we are recording this one way in advance, uh, I'm not going to answer one because it would be like two months old at this point, and I don't want to do that. So anyway. I'll answer one. Okay. It, uh, it was C. <laughs> it was the third option. Oh, I thought it was, Are you, you're a fan of land, air, or, and, <laughs> and you went with C. So... But that's going to do it for this week's episode of Annual Pass. Hopefully uh, hopefully we got the video version of it working, too. This is the, We're doing a test. We're giving ourselves plenty of runway to do a test. And again, if you aren't subscribed, YouTube.com slash almost said my name, youtube.com slash annual pass. Go on over there, subscribe. We're going to start posting the old episodes as well, kind of like slowly drip them on as well and get them all up there. But you can go see video there, and we're also going to put video on our site, and there's just lots of fun places that we're doing. We're trying to expand our reach and try to meet other people. The annual pass universe. The, and the, the APU. The APU, as yeah, we call absolutely. it. The poo. So thank you very much. Jeff, do you feel like you learned something today? Yeah, man, I learned the I I learned to avoid the orange ride. <laughs> yeah, the mission orange or whatever is gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Well, we'll ride it together and hopefully not throw up on 2. each other. Two point five G's. Two point five G's. That's so many lateral G's. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's going to do it, everyone. Thank you very much. Again, check out store.roosterteeth.com. We have our annual pass merchandise. We probably still have that spooky shirt up in the store. I love that shirt so much, as well as the spooky hats. I'm trying to convince them to do a turkey-themed shirt, Jeff. So this is early enough, I think, when we talk about it. So we talked about doing a turkey shirt. And yeah, and then I know we've got some holiday stuff in the line too. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So check that out, store.roosterteeth.com. Make sure to wear your stuff in the park. Send us photos because I love seeing photos of you wearing our merch in the park. So that'll do it this week. We love you. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Make sure to tell all your friends and family and everyone you know about Annual Pass. Keep it going. Spread the love that is Annual Pass and all the pass holders. And we will see you next week for more. Bye. Bye.